And welcome back to the CFL podcast. And before we get started today, I think it's appropriate for me, your lead host, to start this episode off with an apology. Some of you are probably thinking to yourself, where have you been? It's been weeks since we've last heard a CFL podcast. And I haven't, um, well, let's just be honest. There's been a lot of things going on in my life lately that um, I haven't had the courage to tell anybody, talk about. Um, it's, uh, it's obviously hard to talk about, um, but I figured... You guys wrote an explanation, and you know you guys are all family to me, and um, I felt that this was probably the best place for me to talk about this. Um, haven't talked to Scott about it, um, so the first time, you know, I'm really talking about this, and um, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This is. The first time in four seasons that I haven't had a winning record in the CFL. Um, as you all know, I've I've been not only a champion, uh, I've been at the top of the leaderboard for the last few years, and it's uh, it's been hard for me to come to grips with the fact that um, it's just not my year. So now that I got that out of the way, I'd also like to start this episode with a quote. And that is, quote, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Deuteronomy 31.6 Now, yes, this may be a bit of a somber episode, but we're going to get into all of the things that we've been missing here. Uh, on a weekly basis in the CFL. I'm by myself, by the way. Um, I did not bring Scott along board because I felt that Scott turned his back on the people of the CFL um, weeks ago when he was at his utter demise. But Scott's six and four, okay? And I'm three and seven. And yet here I am talking to you. Um, Although I may have suicidal thoughts, I'm still here. And that's the first stage in acceptance. Not sure if that's true, but we're just going to go along with it. Let's jump right in. Um, listen, these last few weeks have been just not up to CFL standard. I mean, it's been the year of the underdog. You see Jeremy, you see Joey, and you see Scott at the top of the leaderboards and that just generally doesn't happen in our league 
Um, and then you see me at the bottom, which if, if you are, you know, if you've been a CFL lifer, then you, you know that, you know, I, I was perpetually at the bottom and that's why, um, you know, I feel the way that I do now because this just isn't who I am. This isn't me, but the CFL podcast isn't about me. It's about all of us and what we've been doing and what we've been accomplishing, um, throughout the season. And so I'm just going to go down and just kind of do a quick review of, um, What's been going on? Jeremy, Brett Favre's dick pic. Uh, if you recall on previous episodes of the CFL podcast, I had said that there is no chance in hell is what you've got. Uh, Brett Favre's dick pic of getting to the playoffs this year. Um, or not even getting to the playoffs, but sustaining his dominance. And here we are weeks later, um, and I'm wrong. So... Nothing seems to be going my way this year. Even my predictions suck. Um, you know, really the only way I think people like me, Yab, um, Malardi, and Alec can kind of uh, you know justify this season is if we were able to come across a DeLorean, get back in time, go back to uh, August 28th, I believe that was the draft, not drink all of that vodka cranberry juice um, with Scott in front of EC's sleeping, and maybe, just maybe, things would be a little bit different. Um, but that's not true, because I, I did draft a good team. Here I am going on again about myself. What is this? What, what, what are you guys, my psychiatrist? No, this isn't an episode of The Sopranos. I gotta stop. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Joey, 7-3. and three. Again, back-to-back great seasons for Joey and Delora. Um, a, a player, an owner in this league who, for a while... People will just say, what is he doing? Now we're saying, what's he doing? Um, because Joey is 7-3. and three. He's good again. Make America great again. Make America hillside again. Um, maybe a new team name for, for Joey. Food for thought. While he's submerging himself in 30-degree uh, water. And then we have Scott, my defected co-host of the CFL podcast, coming in at number three. Um... In the t- now, these aren't power rankings. You know, don't get don't get yourself all in a in a tizzy here. Okay, this is just simply the standings uh, on the ESPN website. Who would have thought that ten weeks into the season, Scott Elias, Sam Hinkie's disciples, the league Nazi, um, would have the third best record at six and four? Tom Brady, age does not matter to this man, even though uh, he has been slipping up the last two games. Um, he's still Tom Brady, so you can never count him out. Scott's team from top to bottom is in great shape. Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb, Damian Harris out last week, back this week. Alvin Kamara should be back this week. Uh, Made the trade for Travis Kelsey. So Scott, you know, doing some good things over these last few weeks besides turning his back on the people of the CFL. Something I would never do, by the way. Um, Just throwing that out there. Jimmy, again, ever since he's made his return uh, to the CFL, he's, he's been a, um, a real thorn in my side. Um, you know, obviously, he decided that he was going to go out on a limb and accuse me of um, shenanigans, I believe would be the correct word to use. Uh, some like to call it collusion. I'm not really sure what that word means because it's something that I would never do. 
so I digress. Um, but, you know, Jimmy's your typical Olive Garden Italian who, you know, even though you'd think he'd be on your side because you're both cut from the same cloth, no, he goes and stabs you in the back, makes uh, pasta sauce out of a jar, calls it gravy. The list goes on. Let's move on. Tough year this year for uh, what some people like to say is, or what pe- some people like to call the best owner in CFL history, and that is Connor Maloney. Five and five this year. Uh, injuries have plagued him. Calvin Ridley being a mentally unstable faggot. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, he also has hurt Connor's team this year. Uh, but something tells me, you know, Patty Mahomes, he seems to be getting his swagger back. Um, and so watch out for Connor's team. Joel, fuck you. Craig, Craig with the uh, waiver wire pickup of the year in Cordell Patterson. Um, you know, last time we were here on the podcast, I believe Craig was, you know, had one of, if not the best record in the CFL. Now he's come back down to earth a little bit. Um, so Craig, I think, is one of those teams where if you're going to face him in the playoffs, that's the guy you want to face. Uh, Ray, who, you know, I want everyone to go on Google while you're listening to this and Google Shoeless Joe Jackson because that's Ray's doppelganger. And then that's really all I need to say because everyone knows that Shoeless Joe Jackson um, was, you know, a hero to many, um, but turned his back on plenty of people when he decided to throw the 1919 World Series. So, Ray, if I'm going to have to compare you to anybody, it's the most disgraced member in MLB history. Okay, moving on. Um, Alec Combs, the petulant child, four and six also. He's got the three-headed receiver monster this year, which has kept him afloat. And then my roommate, Millardi, and and I really just having tough years this year. Injury bug hitting us hard. Not making great trades. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it, it, you win some, you lose some. Or in my case, you lose a little bit. Not all the time, because I'm better than you and you know it. Yab, three and seven. This really doesn't, you know, this isn't surprising. I was at Yab's wedding uh couple weeks ago and yeah I was happy for him sure you know was there a part of me that wanted to um, poison him sure because I was playing him that week in fantasy and sure he may have been having the happiest moment of his life but deep down in in my mind I I wanted to kill him Uh, I didn't do that instead I just lost to him the following day. And, you know, that's good. Good for y'all. You know, you get married, you beat me in fan. I'm glad. I'm glad I can be the guy that makes you feel better about yourself. If that's the if that's the kind of guy I have to be this year to make everyone else just feel good, I'll do that because I'm a good man. I you know, I believe in 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 good karma and um, you know, my day will come as it as it has before. And again, here I am talking about myself. What a selfish selfish person I am. Uh, I would tell you who the owner of the week is uh, if I had the, you know, listen, this this show is, is heavily produced, but as you can tell, last few weeks, um, I mean, everyone around here just, just has bad morale, you know, and, and I don't know what to do about it, you know, um, I could fire people, 
I could I could start cursing them out. I could sexually harass them. Uh, Brock Turner style, first reference. Not really sure how far we are along into this episode where we got to bro- 11 minutes and 45 seconds. That's I've been talking to myself now for 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Oh my god, I need to find something to do with myself. Game of the week. You're going to have to give that one to uh, Joel and Yab. Uh, came down to Monday night. Um, really just because of the fact that Yab had OBJ after um, the turmoil that happened with Robert Woods, or Bobby Trees, as I like to call him. Um, and, and Joel was able to eke that one out uh, by, by a score of 80.2 to 77.3. I think everyone in the league was clamoring for Yab to pull that one off, but... Uh, no dice uh, for for the supreme leader. Owner of the week, um, again, has to go to Jeremy. 140 points, just continues to dominate. Um, he's picked up every person you could um, to pick up this year. Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram, um, you know, all the other fucking people that have fallen into Jeremy's lap. You know, Jeremy, I could call you some real anti-Semitic remarks, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to refrain from it, but I want you to know that I'm thinking about them. All right? I'm I'm really thinking about them. So yeah, Jeremy owner of the week, uh game of the week, Joel versus Yeah, you could have given it to me and Malardi, but uh you know, our game was pretty close, but it, it was pretty evident that he was going to take that Monday night. All he needed was two points from from Higby. Um oh, oh, oh. Excuse me. Again, like I said, we've been poorly produced the last few weeks. Tony uh, is in Australia helping the people out because, well, they, they – oh, now we're doing an ad about people with ADHD. This will probably come in handy for Joey. Uh, so, Joey, if you're out there, this ad's for you. Um, but, yes, our producer Tony out in Australia helping the people with their tyrannical government. Um, and what can I say? You know, I mean, we're dealing we'll – deal, not only are we dealing it, dealing with it – at home, we are dealing with it abroad as well. So uh, before we get into the power rankings, I want to uh, stand in solidarity with the people of Australia. And uh, if you need help, um, not really sure what to tell you. There's absolutely no chance in hell I can help you. Moving on to the CFL power rankings. I am going to ask you, the people, to allow myself to introduce myself. That's right. It is I coming in again at number 12 on the power rankings. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, I mean, you could put Yab there too, though, but Yab beat me. Okay? Not only did Yab beat me, I have beaten myself several times this year. I've been a horrible owner, horrible at uh, putting people in the right lineup. But why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves back up. And this is when you, the people of the CFL, the owners of the CFL, should fear me most. Because just look at the history, people. History doesn't lie. Even though the liberal media wants to tear down statues, they'll never be able to tear down what I've accomplished in this league. And just one bad season isn't going to take away the fact that I'm better than you, and you know it, and I am the best there is at what I do today, and you'll never, ever be the same again.
Again, I'd like to apologize to everybody for making this podcast about myself, but here you are anyway. Coming in at number 11 on this week's power rankings is Chris Yob. Now, the reason why Chris comes in at number 11 this week is, well, yes, we have the same record. Um, and yes, Yob only has 1,074 points for also, Yab just you know he he he's he's always like about to get over the hump. He's always about to get there, and then there's a setback where he only gets 77 points. Uh, and you know I really like the trade that he made to get Jonathan Taylor on his squad, and then he was able to get DK Metcalf for for that short little bit. But it, it's proven to not work out that well for him anyway because of what happened to Bobby Trees. Saquon Barkley hurt all year. Uh, Marquise Brown, who who was hot, kind of cooling off a little bit. Um, Aaron Rodgers deciding that uh, he no longer believes in science. Um, so, you know, you, you have you have a lot of things that are affecting Yab this year. Um, he's not an awful team. Again, another ad for ADHD. Jesus Christ. I, I get it. All right. We understand. People can't sit still. Please. We got to do the power rankings. Thank you. Moving on to number 10 in the power rankings. This is going to not be a surprise to many people. It's Malardi. Uh, again, not that great of a season for the three of us, me, Malardi, and Yahab, Team Clara Barton. Injuries, trades, the Cooper Cup trade helped for a short period of time, but then now that you see um, what's going to the other side, you know, it, it may have been something not that Mallory didn't have to do, but sometimes when, you know, you feel like your back's against the wall, you have to make moves, and I think this has been one of those years, another learning year for Mallory, where it's better to stay patient with your team than to make trades. Um, and kind of just see where the chips are going to fall because there's nothing worse than trading one of your players who's not doing anything for you. Then he goes to another team and he starts performing. And I would remind you all that there is a lot of football left to play. Coming in at number nine. Now, this is probably going to surprise a lot of you um, because his record's not bad. He's been a been pretty good this year, actually. Uh, but that's good evening, Commissioner Craig Lind. Coming in this week at number nine, uh, Craig's only got a thousand two points for this year. Um, even though he's five and five, he's he kind of benefited from some help earlier in the year, uh, playing some people who didn't put up many uh, points for against him. And uh, I just don't really like the makeup of Craig's team right now. Um, you know, honestly, if he hadn't picked up Cordero Patterson, who knows uh, what Craig's team would look like right now. Do like the trade for DeAndre Swift, though. Uh, and now that George Kittle uh, is kind of back in the mix, Jalen Hurts also has been keeping Craig um, afloat this year because he's been just a fantasy cheat code. Um, really like that about Craig, but I don't like the fact that he has to start guys like uh, Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver two. Don't like the fact that it, you know, Julio Jones, um, who's yet to come out of the closet, you know, and that and that baffles me. I mean, you got guys like Carl Nassib out here who admit they suck cock, and guys like Julio Jones just refuse to admit it. Just come out, dude. It's okay. 
we forgive you. Listen, we, we're all sinners, and that's your sin. And you just have... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop. Coming in at number eight on the power rankings is the reigning, defending CFL 2.0 champion, Alec Combs. Uh, James Conner, wow, what a, what a player he's been this year. Uh, leads the league in touchdowns. Yes, you heard that right. He leads running backs, I should say, in touchdowns. Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, um, Tyreek Hill. When he has to throw Mike Williams in, he's got him there. Uh, Matthew Stafford having a great year, despite a couple rough patches here and there. Uh, just all down the board, consistent. Yes, he's 4-6, and six, um, but I think Alex's team will finish better than Craig's team. Again, that's my prediction. Um, if you don't believe, if you don't like it, you're you're allowed to make your own power rankings. No one will listen. No one will care. But go ahead, make your own power rankings. If you disagree with me, make your own. Okay, stop yelling at me. <sighs> Coming in at number seven on the power rankings is Connor Maloney. Now, yeah, I know Connor is you know fifth in terms of record. Um, you know, he's got a decent amount of points for, um, but it, his points for really are around the same as Yobbs. So, again, Connor's team, not consistent enough this year for me. Um, is he still the GOAT? Yeah, he's still the GOAT, but these things happen. Uh, Chubb kind of had a half-on Chubb this year, not a full Chubb this year. Uh, Mike Davis, king of the 8.5 fantasy outing. Kenny Galladay, not not doing shit. Uh, I like the trade for Devontae Smith. Um, there's guys on his team that make plays, that, that have good games here and there, but not enough consistency uh, to get Connor that high in this week's uh, power rankings. Also, Connor, it really, I really implore you to just change your name from Stitches in this bitch. I, I just, I don't know. It, I don't know. I, 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 I. I don't like that. Moving on. Uh, I believe we're at number six now in the power rankings. And that man is my own flesh and blood. JPG. Joel Patrick Ali, The man who has to make a Facebook post every time he wins. Not really sure why. I guess it's part of his gimmick. Even though we all know I have the best gimmick. Joel, um... He's keeping himself afloat, as he does. Joel always has good regular seasons. Joel is the Dan Marino of the CFL. Um, this is this just comes to a surprise to nobody. He's got Dak Prescott. He's made a fucking 9,000 moves. Uh, I think he's had every running back that was picked in the first round on his team this year. Um, so, yeah, Joel's going to continue to make moves up until he can. It's going to be a hard day on December 1st for Joel when he realizes that he can't make a trade anymore. Uh, so I would implore you all to check in with Joel on that day. Make sure um, he's not like me and wants to stab himself in the eyes. Moving forward to the top five. Coming in at number five on the power rankings this week is Jimmy Verzicko. Now, Jimmy is one of those guys who is just sort of surviving this year and uh, doing it well. Six and four. Um, he has 
really done a good job of overcoming the injury bug this year. Uh, having guys like Michael Pittman, picking up guys like Hunter Henry, uh, making the trade for Keenan Allen, ma ensuring he has Daryl Williams. Um, he he's done a good job picking up Carson Wentz when needed. Uh, the blow to Derrick Henry is significant, but if Jimmy can get himself into the playoffs and have Henry lying in wait for him, then I would implore you all to keep your eyes open. Yeah, coming in at number four on the power rankings this week. I'm going to go ahead and give this number four spot to Sam Hinkie's disciples, Scott Elias, who is having himself his best season to date in the CFL. Um, and that's, you know, and, that, and, I, and I think Scott has been quiet lately um, for this very reason. You know, I think he knows that he has to stay quiet because if he talks too much, then he could jinx himself. He can make himself believe that he really does have a chance to make it. And if he talks it into himself, then we all know that it won't happen because that's just the way things go for Scott in his life. Not really sure if that's true. I'm pretty sure Scott has a good life. Um, but I'm just making things up as I go here, people. Again, if you don't like these power rankings, do one yourself. No one will listen. No one will care. But go ahead. Make yourself a power rankings to appease yourself because you have nothing better to do with yourself. Okay, coming in at number three this week on the power rankings. He is the man who looks like Shoeless Joe Jackson. He is the man whose dad drinks tequila on the rocks exclusively. I know this because we had a drink at Yob's wedding and we exclusively talked about life and the trials and tribulations that come with it um, while I was gagging down the tequila rocks. I asked Ray's dad. He said, hey, Adam, what do you want to drink? And I said, I'll have whatever you're having. And then, well, that was a mistake. Um because we were drinking pure gasoline. Anyway, Ray uh, will probably win every game he has for the rest of the year. He has a super team. Uh, yes, he is 4-6, and six, but that will not stay. Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Stefan Diggs, Darren Waller, A.J. Dillon now with Aaron Jones, the piece of shit that he is out. Oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Jones just deciding doesn't want to doesn't want to be a contributable football player this year. No big deal. Not like I've drafted him fifth overall or anything like that. Uh, has Cooper Cutback, Sweet T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, uh, Shuba Hubbard, just in case anything does happen to McCaffrey. It's unbelievable. I don't know how this happens every year with Ray, uh, where people just decide they're going to give him all his best players. Usually it's Joel. Uh, maybe they're in cahoots. I don't know. Maybe people should stop accusing me. Yeah, that's right. Me of colluding and start looking into the real colluders of this league. Uh, the Joels of the world, the rays of the world. Okay. I'm innocent. Just like Kyle Rittenhouse. Coming in at number two. And this week's power rankings is... Oh, uh, uh. Hello. 
and welcome back to the Andalora Files. The Andalora Files have been stashed away, collecting dust, collecting cobwebs, while the CFL podcast rears its head back into the normalcy of the world, so deep, so dark, so many miles down. But in the Andalora Files, we find an owner who has come into his own, an owner who should be feared by all, an owner who wants to take the league by storm, an owner who last year was in this same place but fell short so deep, so dark, so many miles down. In this week's Andalora Files, we find Hillside being great again. But when we come back, will the dust that's been collected be swept away? Or will we have more to dig in the Andalora Files? I'll tell you what, man, those, those Andalora Files, they really... They are not for the weak. You you have to be battle-tested if you're going to step into the Andalora Files, just like Joey's team has been battle-tested all year. Just, I mean, what what, what more can you say about this guy uh, other than what was just said in the Andalora Files? Nothing. So we're going to move on, and we're going to go to number one. Again, if you don't like these power rankings, do them yourself. No one will care. No one will listen. But hey, find your truth. Some are saying that Brett Favre's dick pic is the ultimate underdog story from a man who was stripped of his third-round draft pick because he was the Sacco to a man who is now leading all members of the CFL. He is destroying everyone in his path. This man is 8-2. This man has 1,416 points for. He's on a four-game win streak. He's made 20 moves this year to ensure his top spot. This man does not sleep. I swear, I don't know when this Nazi sleeps. Brett Favre's dick pic remaining on top of the CFL world yet again. And, um, I mean, that's really all I got. You know, Jeremy Gottlieb. Unbelievable what he's done this year, and and what a, what a game, what a championship game it would be to see uh, Jeremy versus Joey, two people that have been friends with each other uh, for such a long time. And what a great championship that would be to just see those two beat the ever living shit out of each other. I think uh, that would be really enjoyable. I'm trying to you know I'm, I'm trying to be positive now. You know I'm trying I'm trying to see the light, see the See where the positive aspirations for me lie. And in doing so, I'm going to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. And I'm going to wish you all great success in the CFL for the remainder of this season. And enjoy it while it lasts. Because when I come back, I will have come back with a ferocious tenacity that has never been seen before. I want to thank you all for joining me 
on this CFL podcast and accepting my apology for being out for the last few weeks. I am Adam Falcone, and I am out of time.